Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. You know the image of a standard American, usually Christian, funeral. It takes place at a funeral home with attendees dressed all in black. An open casket with an embalmed body rests in front of the crowd. After the service, a hearse takes the casket to a cemetery for burial. This was a conventional funeral in the 1960s, but this sort of send-off of the dead has undergone adjustments over the decades. We spoke with Gary Latterman, chair of Emory University's Department of Religion and author of two books on death. He said that perhaps the most significant change is the rising popularity of cremation. Some religious beliefs have long worked to convince people of the importance of physically preserving loved ones. And it was more profitable for the funeral industry, too, so burial remained prevalent. Latterman pointed to the psychology of it, too. He said, It's historically rooted in American culture. That is, the idea that we can preserve the body. That's an important concept in how we respond to and think about death. But the idea of preserving the body started changing with the publication of a seminal book, 
Jessica Mitford's The American Way of Death, a 1963 best-selling expose of how some members of the U.S. funeral home industry were fleecing mourners. Cremation provided alternative ideas to consumers. In the 1960s, the cremation rate was only 3%, but today, cremations outpace burials, if only slightly. As of 2017, according to the Cremation Association of North America, the U.S. cremation rate was 51.6%. By 2022, the rate is projected to jump by more than 6 percentage points. Cremation has raised questions about the importance of the body and its role in funerals. Latterman said, Clearly, the idea that somehow the body needs to be preserved for all time in a casket in a vault no longer holds. We have different ideas about symbolic religious meanings of the body. But Mitford's expose isn't the only reason for changing funeral norms. The 1960s were a time of cultural upheaval, which extended to analyzing accepted death customs. Latterman said, It's also in tandem with the whole spirit of the 1960s, challenging authority, new forms of spirituality, new ways of thinking about the afterlife, all these things in addition to the politics. That too contributes to a major shift in people's thinking about death, how they experience death, and what they do with a corpse. Also, consumer culture has shifted since the 1960s, allowing people more opportunities for customization according to taste. You might recognize this in the myriad ways funerals have gotten personalized, requests for mourners to wear non-black clothing, music liked by the deceased playing at the funeral, tombstones that pay homage to the person's hobbies. These days, our loved ones don't have to lean as much on tradition or guesses about what the dearly departed would have wanted for their funeral. Until the 1960s, people might include funeral recommendations in their will, but didn't usually get more specific than that. And now people have gotten more comfortable with planning their own funerals, further driving the trend towards personalization. Organized religion's lessening influence has also taken its toll on funerals. According to a Pew Research Center study in 2014, about 23% of U.S. adults marked themselves as unaffiliated religious nuns, people who are atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular— In 2007, only 16% of people were nuns. Traditional religions began losing their grip after the 1960s, which has created more freedom to choose other styles of funerals, another opportunity for personalization. Latterman said, To me, it's not a symptom of secularization or religion being absent. It's kind of new forms of religious expression that get bound up in the most religious moment for any of us, which is when we have to face death. Even the terminology of funerals has changed over the past few decades. It used to be called a funeral service, but that morphed into memorial service, and finally a celebration of life, meant to showcase the deceased's personality, hobbies, and accomplishments. Today's episode was written by Adina Solomon and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other lively topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. 
a Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work.